Welcome! This is the CGMI Living Springs Gospel Podcast. Stay tuned as you listen to the Word of God. Can you celebrate the Lord? Oh, Jesus, you are wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. This evening, we are going to be continuing our teaching on taking stock. Can we say together, taking stock? Can you tell your neighbor, taking stock? Can you tell another neighbor, taking stock? My microphone has an echo. Can that be corrected, please? And I'm getting like slight feedback, please. Taking stock. Hallelujah. So if you're in church on Sunday or not, or you listen to our, our stream or you're in service last Thursday, um, we started teaching a topic, taking stock. And by taking stock, what we mean is evaluating the year. Trying to, in business terms, it means like keeping an inventory of what you have or what you don't have, what has come in and what has gone out. How many of us agree to that definition? Do you agree to it? When you say you are taking stock of something, you are counting the things you have and the things that you don't have. That's basically what taking stock entails. And in this context, or when we are talking about it like that in, in, this, in this teaching series, we are talking about evaluating your year. Evaluating your year. Evaluating your year. Okay. The year consists of 12 months. So we are saying that between January and now, which is December, in 12 months, we are trying to assess what has gone on in our lives. And what are we assessing it against our lives in this year against? We are assessing or taking inventory or taking stock of our lives in relation or based on the goals we set at the beginning of the year and also in the light of everything that God has said concerning us right from when we started getting a revelation of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 So for a lot of us or for some of us, it means that there have been certain prophecies or certain things that God has laid in your heart in time past concerning who you are, who you will be. At the beginning of this year also, you, you wrote a couple of things that you wanted to do. You had plans, strategies, ideas in place. Now, we have gone around the, 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 the sun or the earth has gone around the sun for th- almost 365 days now. So we are trying to say, according to the order of time, in this period, what have I done? Everything I said, those things that have been said concerning me, the plans and the, and the, and the ideas I've had for, to accomplish within this period, especially as it concerns the larger goal of what God is doing in my life or what God wants to do with me in accordance with my purpose and calling, how far have I gone? How far have I fed? Basically, you are asking yourself, how far? What's happening? 
you know, a lot of people are afraid to take stock or refuse to take stock because they'll say, ah, now God knows tomorrow. It's God that knows the future. But why we cannot change the past? You cannot change what has happened in the past. You cannot, some, there are some errors, some mistakes you've made. There are some victories you've won, right? You cannot change all those things. There are some good things that have happened in the past. There are some bad things that have happened in the past. There are some t- good and bad things that have happened during the year that you cannot undo. At the same time, you have to be aware as a human being that it is not everything in the future you can predict. However, it is important as a person, as a being, as a company, as an entrepreneur, as a Christian, as a father, as a mother, as a son, as a brother, as a sister, to stand in the present and look at the past. What did I say is important to do? Stand in the present and do what? Look at the past. In this, in this context, the past 12 months or the past 11 months. And use the learnings from there to chart the course into the future, which is the new year, which is tomorrow. Or you can have a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, a 50... Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But you can look at it in relation to the prophecies that have gone ahead of you and say, okay, what am I supposed to do in relation to where God is taking me to? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, in... In, in talking about this concept of planning, of taking stock, in Luke 14, verse 28, Luke 14, verse 28, Jesus was speaking and said, For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and do what? Count the cost. Whether he has enough to do what? Finish it. Think about it. The only reason you can count the cost of something is because you are taking stock of what you have or what you don't have. It is from the place of taking stock, taking inventory of what you have that you can measure or assess your ability and capacity to take on new ventures or accomplish whatever God has put in your heart for the future. Are we together? It's in taking stock you know that, oh, I have this, I don't have this. Okay, I'm going here. So the ones I have, right, let me keep or let me dispose of to get what I don't have in order to get to where I'm going. Are we together? A classic example. If you have a car and you are going on a journey, the first thing you want to do is to assess whether your car is in good shape to make the journey that is going to. Okay, how much fuel do you have? Based on this journey, are you making provision? Do you need to make provision to buy more fuel on the road? What we don't understand is that in every area of our life, it's important to do what? To take stock so that we don't lose our way. One of the key lessons in taking stock of our life, based on, I'm, I'm, I'm piggybacking or leveraging on what has been taught. Somebody said I speak too much big English. I'm trying to, to continue from what has been taught last Thursday and on Sunday. Right? Let me break it down. I'm trying to continue. That one of the lessons we learned from Pastor Obey's amazing teaching last Thursday and from what we learned on Sunday in School of the Word is that 
as human beings, as Christians, our true success, in taking stock, our true success is measured by impact. What did I say is measured by? And you have to write that down. Write it down, wherever you are. True success, in taking stock, in taking stock true success is measured by impact. It's measured by impact. The, 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 the profitability of a man's life, whether, if you know, because when business take, businesses take stock, they are assessing their profit. For NGOs, they are assessing their, their, their work in relation to the goals and objective of, for why the organization is set up. But for a human being, a Christian, the, the profits... The indicator that you are doing well or you are not doing well is impact. What did I say it is? Impact. What did I say it is? Impact. What is your impact? And a lot of people say, I don't have any impact. I'll ask you, what is your impact as a, as a father? What is your impact as a mother? What is your impact as an employee? What's your impact as a church member, as a member of an organization, as a member of a family, as a child, as a Christian? What is your impact to the body of Christ? What is your impact? What is your impact? What is your impact? If we think about taking stock in this context, from this mindset, it means that we'll be able to plan better, our lives better, and accomplish the will of God in our lives. Praise Jesus. A lot of people measure the success of their lives by what they have or what they don't have. By what they have or what they don't have. But remember, there are people that have something that don't have any impact. There are people that have a lot of money and they live the life that you are dreaming and are praying for, and they don't have any impact. Their lives are not, their lives, they are not fulfilled or satisfied with their lives. There's a huge gaping hole. And there are some people that still don't have anything and they are still unfulfilled. So don't think about it. Don't say, oh, rich people, people that have money are not fulfilled. No, 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 no. It's not a measure of, of, of um, it, it, it's not a, a, a matter of whether you have money or you don't have money. It's a matter of purpose and calling. So our case scripture this evening will be Luke 12, verse 16 to 21. Luke 12, verse 16 to 21. Everything I'm saying, take it in light of the key lesson. That true success in taking stock is dependent on what? Is measured by what? Impact. Look to your neighbor and say, true success is measured by impact. When you take stock based on that, you will see that you will become a more valuable person. You will become more aligned with the purposes and plan of God for your life. Luke 16 If you are there, say, I am. Luke 12, verse 16, rather. If you are there, say, I am there. Then he spoke a parable to them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man yielded 
plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do, since I have no room to store my crops? The background of this scripture is this. Think about it. In those days, um, the, the, they were mostly agrarian, or they, they, they were mostly farmers. Praise Jesus. Most of you were farmers. So people's wealth, whether you were wealthy or not, was determined by how much um, crops you had, how much your farm did well, or your livestock, your sheep, your goat, your cattle. In the context of this scripture, and in the Middle Eastern times, the Middle East East was doing. So this man was, by all standards, in, this, in the parable of Jesus, a very rich man. He was so rich that he had so much harvest that he did not have anywhere to store them. He had so much farm. By the time he harvested his crops, there was no place for him to store. There was insufficient space for him to store those things, which means he had so much money from that harvest season. So he said, verse 18, so he said, I will do this. I will pull down my bands and build greater and there I will store all my crops and my goods. And this is where the problem started. There's no problem in him having plenty. But see what he said he will say to himself. He said, I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Are you seeing? He has enough fa- proceeds or harvest that he did not need to go to farm farm again for many years. Take your ease. Eat. Drink. And be merry. Start throwing parties. Live lavishly. But God said to him, what did God call him? In the eyes of men, he was a rich man. What did God call him? Fool. God said, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have what? Who will own all the things that you've provided? So Jesus was not explaining. Jesus now said, so is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. Are you people seeing it? Some people say, Pastor, how does this concern taking stock? There is no wrongdoing in amassing wealth, in hitting your goals, in exceeding your targets. There's nothing wrong. God is not angry. In fact, God wants you to Prosper. It is the will of God that you prosper. It is the will of God that when you are taking stock, you have wins, 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 wins. Are we together? But what is the posture of your mind in your wins? Because the posture of your mind when you are taking stock in your wins determines the posture of your heart in your losses. It is only an immature Christian. I don't want to use the word fool. But it's only an immature Christian that allows their victories get into their head. 
Never let your victories get into your head. Because if you do, your losses will affect your heart, the posture of your spirit. Your wins in taking stock, your wins and your losses is not supposed to be the determining. What determines it is your po- the posture of your mind towards God. How does that thing you have, or what, how does that thing you do not have, you've not won, how does it propel you further towards the will, the plans of God for your life? Okay, let me quickly run, run through. I said, the next thing I'm going to talk about briefly are the key questions you need to ask as a Christian in taking stock. What did I say, the, what did I say are the things, the key questions you must ask in taking stock? Remember, a Christian it has different phases in their life, areas you do. For some people, you are... For me, for example, I'm a pastor, I'm a lawyer and entrepreneur, right? I'm a creative professional. Do you understand? I have different sides of my life. I'm a dad, I'm a brother, I'm a sibling. Do you understand? I'm a son. So it means that only me as I'm here, I pastor people. I have businesses, so I have clients, right? And vendors I relate with, right? That's another area of my life. I have talent, my creative professional profession. I deal with people that the Lord has given me. It means that I'm a son to somebody. I have family obligations as a son. I have family obligations as a, as a husband. In fact, my family obligations are different also as a father. So it means that in, in taking stock of your life, you have to observe, your, look at, um, assess yourself in these different areas or these different dimensions of who you are and where God is taking you to. And there are three key, main key questions to ask to determine your impact, so to determine the, 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 how far you've come. Remember, I said you are ask, taking stock means you are asking yourself what question, how far. So, number one question, where have I been? What does the number one question is? Where have I been? Where are they since? The reason why this question is important is that it helps you track your progress. Where was I before January 1? Remember, we are narrowing it down now to January 1, 2021, till date. Yeah, till date. Where have I been? Where was I before January 1, 2021? Where are they? How far? Where have I been? How did I allot my time? How did I make use of my abilities? What, what project did I have pending? Or what project had I accomplished? How far was my career? How far was my family? How far was my business? How, where have you been? The, the reason why this question is important is this. It helps you to assess your progress. It helps you to be very thankful or not. But at the end of the day, as a Christian, you have to be very what? Thankful. Where, are we, where, are, where, have I, where have I been? Where have I been? In companies, what they do is year on year, 
Are we listening? Are you with me? Companies do year-on-year review, so they will put, um, they'll put um, a, a, the spreadsheet, expenditure, 2020, expenditure, 2021, right? Income, 2020, income, 2021. Why are they comparing 2020 to 2021? Why are they doing it? They are doing it to ask themselves, where have we been? On this line item, how much did we spend last year? How much did we make last year? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? If you've been in those meetings or you've had the privileges of watching it in movies, you will discover that the, the whole company is broken down into segments. The way I explained about the different phases of your life. Break it down. Break it down and give yourself an honest assessment by the Spirit of God. The second question to ask is, where am I right now? From January 1, 2021 till today, which is 9th of December, if you've not done it. On those line items, where are we Where am I now? Where am I now? Don't lie to yourself. Give yourself an honest assessment. Things to think about in this area is, you know me, I like to talk about spiritual things before material things. Your stewardship. All stewardship does not just mean stewardship in the house of the Lord. We've talked about stewardship in church before. And we said everything that God has committed to your care. How much have you taken care of them? You got two new pairs of shoes. I'm going to the most mundane things that God blessed you with. How have you taken care of them? God blessed you with a car. How are you taking care of it? God bless you with a wife. God bless you with a husband. God bless you with children. Okay. How have you, every Christian is a steward. Have you managed those things the Lord has given you in line with the will and purposes of God? As a Christian, your personal responsibility towards God. How far have you fared? Number three, question. Because I I have sub-questions, plenty of sub-questions that I will also read. Since you have done where have I been, where am I right now? The next question is, where am I going? What weight do I have to drop behind? What mindset do I have to drop behind? I've always advocated that as a Christian, you must take note of every word God says to you, both in your personal time or by prophecy or by by the word of knowledge or wisdom or what God God lays in your heart. Always write them down. What I say you should do, always write them down because that is the road map to where God is taking you to. God has laid it in your heart that you'll be CEO or that you will do this or you accomplish that. You have to ask yourself, what part do I need to play? 
based on the answers from the first two questions in where God is taking you to. You say, ah, you are going to marry a husband, tall, dark, and handsome. Good. Your husband will fear the Lord, and Lord will have, your husband will have plenty of money. That's fine. Or the Lord will give you a space pay wife. That is all well and good. Or the Lord will make you leader of a Fortune 500 company. Fine, all well and good. The Lord will make you pastor a congregation of one million people. All well and good. Now that you've heard, excuse me, now that you've heard, now that you know, what are you doing? What steps are you taking or what steps are you, do you need to take to be a faithful steward when all those prophecies come to pass in your life? That's how you plan for the next year or the next two years, or the next three, what courses do you have to do? What part, what mindsets do you need to drop? What, where do you need to improve yourself? How long do you have to pray more? How, inti- do you, do, how intimate do you have to get in, with God to be able to understand things deeper? It's not only pastors that need to get close to God. Everybody is, it's, 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 it's a... It's generic. First Timothy 1 verse 18. Paul was writing, I love the book of Timothy so much because it talks about how to behave yourself, how to plan, how to arrange yourself as a young person. First Timothy 1 18. Tim, Paul said, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, Timothy according to what? The prophecies previously made concerning you that you may, that by them you may do what? Wage a good warfare. That by the answer to these questions in part one and part two, you come into a place of understanding, you take note of all the prophecies, and by those prophecies, eh? You may wage a good warfare. What it means is that by the things that have been said, by the things that you, by the answers to the questions you've gotten, and you can navigate better to achieve what God has said concerning you. If you don't take stock, for instance, you are going to be leader for two five hundred company, or mommy, for instance, now God tells you that Nathaniel, your youngest child, is going to be the leader of a Fortune five hundred company, right? Nathaniel is still a baby. He does not understand one or two things. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? By, by that revelation, the question you'll be asking yourself is, what do I need to do to this child to propel him to his glorious destiny, to the fulfillment? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? What is the same, is the same way. When, 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 when Joseph's father heard of heard Joseph's dreams, Right? Joseph's father loved him so much and did everything he did to cool to protect him based on where he knew the boy was going. Are we together? What do you need to do? What training does this child need? Do you, do you, do you understand what, 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 we are, what we are saying? You need to make this now. You have to be taking stock of those things and planning those things. Okay, sub-questions. 
Okay, I'm just reading one more scripture. Ecclesiastes 10 verse 10. Solomon said, If the axe becomes dull, the blade is not sharpened, and the blade is not sharpened, the effort must be what? Increased. If you don't take stock, if you don't sharpen yourself concerning where you are going to, you are going to put in more work. Do you know why? You are going to have more trial and error, more failures, more, 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 more failures. Because you will be putting your effort in things that does not, do not concern you. You will not be prepared. It says the dull axe requires what? More effort. You must sharpen your blade. Taking stock means sharpening the rough edges and tying up the loose ends of your life. Sub-questions. I like, I, like, I like Solomon a lot. He says, but the advantage of wisdom is what? Success. The person who is wise to take stock, evaluate their life, will most likely come into what? Success. Question one. The sub-questions for question one. Questions you can ask yourself in the where have I been pocket. Who, had the, who has had the most influence on, in my life and in what way? Who are the mentors that have most influenced me up till now and how? What gift, talents, and skills do I have? Which of my skills and talents or things that I know have I utilized? Which are not yet explored? Which of them are not yet explored? What new ones? Okay, that goes in the, it's in the next pocket. Is my present life and the way I'm doing my life, is it an avenue, an opportunity to fulfill God's purpose for me? What are my failures? What are my regrets? A lot of people run away from their failures, their regrets and mistakes. Don't run away from them. Embrace them. Look at them. Because it's by them, it's by knowing what you did wrong that you will not repeat that mistake in the, in the future. Say, what are my failures? What are my regrets? What are my heartaches? What do disappoint, disappointments do I have? And what do they say about my purpose? How have they derailed me or propelled me towards my purpose? Let me tell you, some of your dis- disappointments are actually um, things that catapult you to where God is taking you to. But if you don't evaluate them in that light, you will never see these things. Sub-questions for question two is, where am I, where am I right now? Question two, remember question two is, where am I right now? Quest- sub-questions you can ask yourself within that pocket. What am I worth? What am I worth? And I, say, I know when I say what am I worth, the first thing everybody comes is money. But remember, when Pastor Fides was talking about, about what and value, he said it's a, an issue of perception. And let me tell you, every Christian is worth the blood of Jesus. I know, when I say what are you worth, the first thing I have no get money, my bank account is zero. No, 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 no. That's not the first place you start to count yourself from. What is Jesus' sacrifice? You are what the sacrifice of Christ. Is that is the foundation from which you now build into other things. Okay, so what am I worth? Is God really my source? Or do I just say it as, as from my mouth? Have I trusted God with my life and all that I have? Has my heart grown? Where am I right now? Has my heart grown in love for the saints and love for God? Have I grown any bigger? Do I have a bigger heart? Has my faith increased? Has there been an increase in faith in my life? Do I enjoy peace? 
You know, the scripture says he will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on him. Do I enjoy peace in my family, in my home, in everywhere, in every area of my life? Do I trust God more? Are you seeing questions I'm saying you ask? When you finish answering this question, you cannot be asking, you now start to answer the question, do I have money that I'm supposed to have? Another question you have to ask in the, in the where am I at present now? Have I utilized the resources God gave me prudently? Some of you don't have money. The reason why you don't have money is because even the money you have, use it for foolish things. Sorry, I don't want to use the word foolish. Use it for things that are not that have nothing to do with your purpose. So you are always broke. You are buying things you don't need to impress people who don't care about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. True success, in taking stock, true success is measured by what? By impact. True success is measured by? True success is measured by impact. Some of you want to get married in a hurry. What impact do you have now that you are single? A young church. What is your impact now that you are single? If you don't have any impact now you are single, I can guarantee you your impact might be reduced when you are married if you don't realign your priorities. Thank you for listening to the CGMI Living Springs Godful Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at CGMI underscore Springs.